0: Home. Oh, he yeah. does so. just into the empty net His I'm promotion I'm to can you believe what's happened in this last minute here? now then these are strange and confusing times uh you must work from home unless you need to go to work you can see your family but only if you're buying a house off them and you can drive a car <laughs> wherever you so long as you're unsure about the quality of your eyesight. Um I don't know exactly what the harbingers of an apocalypse are, but surely this podcast punctuality being more certain than the law of the land has to be one. Uh, yeah, it's the last Friday of the month and that means it's time for the latest episode of Podular Stand. My name is, as ever, Glenn Wilson, and joining me via a laptop screen for episode eighteen of this Doncaster Overs podcast is editor of the London Economic Jack Pete. Right, Hi, Jack. Hi guy, how are you doing mate? Good, mate, yeah. Uh no James McMahon this month, sadly, as he's busy. We know no more than that, but we're recording this on a, <laughs> on a Thursday afternoon. So I've I'm, I'm presumed he's just ringing up a particularly spectacular sound and light show for tonight's uh, Clap for Carers. <laughs> anyway, in a changed from our usual burst of nostalgia. We've we decided to go topical this month and we, we're going to have a, a sort of chat, um, <laughs> a sort of chat. That probably sums it up best, doesn't it? A, a sort of chat. About about football and, and the coronavirus and, and what the current lockdown means and and you know will go on to mean for the for the game in this country. obviously it's been it's been what, two months now since um, more than two months since since things locked down. How have, have you been getting your football fix in lockdown? Have you have you become a devoted Bundesliga fan or? Well,
1: oh, yeah. So I did. I did get a. Uh, I did go through one of these. Um, uh, Bundesliga filters to see who your, your club would be and I think it was quite apt that I got Carnival loving um, uh, we'll play the game care about the result later Cologne um, which which sort of works for me yeah that's absolutely fine um, and they put together a couple of wins although they got hammered um, was it yeah last night or Tuesday night um, but yeah and other than that I've sort of I, I did definitely consider um, the Faroe Islands League and adopting B36 Torshavn, and actually that's probably the best shout so far um, four wins out of four top of the table everything looking rosy um, but yeah. but and you can actually
0: you, you do get a few live
1: stream games as well if you're lucky
0: um, you, you'll end up getting tired with the glory glory Hunter brush if you go off supporting B36 mate you know you know what people say about B36 fans <laughs> I know, but is it too
1: late to change now? Because I do think I need to go for a minute or some and look at the ones down the road that get forty people to the game and just see if I can uh, if they'll take us. But I, I, it's not bad standard of, of, of football. It's all it's incredibly beautiful part of the world to be playing it, um, especially now. So I've enjoyed watching the odd game. It's a summer summer league, oh, actually. So, so my point being is that is that if it if it works out this time. I can adopt them from now on as being the club that I watch when the uh, British football's finished.
0: Oh wow! I didn't think of that. You can you can turn your back on pretending to like cricket. <laughs> James will be delighted. <laughs> yeah. Surely you should. I mean, just on fair one, Surely you should get yourself involved in one of the the non capital city teams, and you could be. You could have such a huge. Just by joining, you, you could have a huge sway in their supporters' movement. <laughs> yeah. One of, true. One of, Probably a five percent owner at the moment. You, uh... yeah. I mean, let's put this into context.
1: That's probably true of seventy-five percent of the clubs in that league. So, so I, I mean, I can claim that I've been to Torshvin a few, few months ago, just before Christmas. I was there, so, so, so I, I know the place inside out. Obviously, I've been to the ground, albeit not not being in it, but I've been there, and uh, and I got a little tour round, and, uh, and he said, just down there, you'll see the biggest international football stadium in the world. And I said, it doesn't look that big to me. And he goes, well, actually, if we have an international game, that can seat 5,000, 6,000 people, right? How big would Wembley have to be if 10% of your population was in there? Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: That's very good point. point. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you'd probably get the same view as you get at the Stadium of Light in the away end if you're in a 6 million capacity Wembley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not oh, of their team. Who's on the attack? <laughs> um, yeah. I've I've not been watching anything. I mean, I I, I don't have. Um, I suppose you can get live streams now, but I don't really have a satellite or anything like that. So I've, I've never been a big watcher of football on TV anyway, or certainly not in in adulthood. Um, I know obviously that like there was a before the Bundesliga came back, people were getting into the the Belarus and league, because that was still going. Yeah, it, I mean, surely that was just hipsters and gamblers, wasn't it? Just watching Yeah, that?
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and to be honest with you, it's, it's sort of the same for me. Um, I have not really been watching the Bundesliga. I did put a few live streams of the Faroe Island Premier League on uh, just, just to sort of pass the time, and it's not a bad watch. But I think that really the summary for me has been countless trips down memory lane, really. Um, wow. I've watched more Highlights of, of of past international tournaments, more highlights of past Rovers games than I can I remember. I mean, just going back to the the, the previous episode, I, I think I've probably watched the Brentford game three times since as well.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, apart from that Brentford game, which we obviously we we watched for the purpose of the podcast, I've not really gone in for many of the the repeats of Rovers matches. I think I watched. Um, the Leeds playoff final very early in lockdown. But I think part of that is, you know, it's, it's just not the same as, as being there. You know, you, not not just like the atmosphere thing, but like watching it on your own in a room. You can't turn and joke with the people sat next to you watching it. You know, you, you know when a goal's coming, so you can't really celebrate because you've seen it. I mean, like you said, it's great for the memories. And there are nice memories that come up, but watching it, it's just... I just find it no substitute for watching. Well,
1: that and the rest—it's—it's, it's, um, you know, I think that football, the sport, I'm sixty percent missing, and football, the experience, I'm forty percent missing, and you know, actually, I'd probably be lying saying it's probably fifty-fifty because, yeah. you know, it's—I massively miss going meet, meeting up with folk and going for a pint and and the, the, the pre-match and the post-match. And, and and the smells of been there, the smell of freshly cut grass, the smell of pies, the smell of cheap cigarettes, all that kind of stuff. Like I wish someone could just pump that into my room while I watched the uh, B forty thirty six on an a away day at you know, I don't know where, but <laughs>
0: Visions of you with a a fryer on the go and just chain smoking (laughs) and letting off flares in your front room just to try and get the taste and the smell of football.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go buy my first pack of cigarettes just so I can light them up and just all the nostalgia. It'd be lovely.
0: Not to smoke them, just to let them waft around the room. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm not going to touch them,
0: yeah. Maybe you you can buy, like, you know, the scented candles. Do you think they do, like, a football one? Let's send off
1: that Beer farts. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. How about you? What have you been doing?
0: My fix has been um, watching old games on YouTube that I've never seen before. Um, I've gone down rabbit holes of the Cup Winners' Cup. Uh, ah. from, like, the <laughs> Just I think in my head, I think it's the perfect tournament whereby, OK, you've won your own cup. Now let's see how you fared against these guys that have won their cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect idea for a tournament. Okay, you're your own cup winner. Can you be the the winner of the cup winner among cup winners? Perfect <laughs> tournament. I fell into it by by looking at all the because it was the one tournament in the 80s that the Welsh teams were in. Because the other oh, the yeah. league there was obviously the national cup, and I just loved the, watching these like third or fourth divisional lower teams going up against Porto at Atletico Madrid and watching watching Rexham get a win in Porto and watching um, Atalanta be, uh getting beaten by Merthyr Tidville it's great brilliant yeah
1: <laughs> yeah no but I, you know obviously we'll come on in this about how we the various plays we can conclude them. none of them really seem like that they'll happen with everything else um you know in there which is which is which is the sort of heartbreaking thing when will football the full package return rather than when football will return
0: yeah I think that's the crucial crucial question because I'm like you it's that it's that wider experience aspect that I'm missing of, of traveling to a game going to a game even even being able to watch a game particularly like you know, cause I, We've mentioned this in podcasts before, but I, I watch a lot of non-league games when I can't make it to Rovers games. And the idea of non-league games—you just wander around the ground, and watch. You know, I'll watch a game from about seventeen different viewpoints. I can't. Yeah. I can't do yeah. that remotely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right in what you said before. In that, the big question is not is not purely like when can football the game come back, but when can football the whole package come back?
1: Yeah. And I think that um, <clears throat> a, a bit of a shameless plug, but there's there's a there's a piece on TLE which really uh, spoke to me, which is, and it's one of these pieces where, obviously, <laughs> but it's one of these uh, pieces it. where I didn't write it, no, no, like, carry would on, be it's, it's like shameless
0: a plug as I thought. You can carry on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, no, uh, it's one. It was um, one of these pieces that we're doing a bit more of, which is where. If one good thing comes out of coronavirus, it will be this and actually um I think that from a football perspective or for a wider sporting perspective, it's that I think that we've really started to realize that that football needs its fans as much as fans need it and that and, and that's that's a really good bit you know um and 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 hopefully that's the sort of you know sort of the thing that we'll we'll carry, carry through too but um it's, yeah, it's I, I don't think it's ever been as um apparently evident that football isn't a game, it's a package um, and people fit in that.
0: Yeah, what I would say to that though is I'd say there's kind of like a, like a split there between the very top flight by which you look at leagues like the Bundesliga to an extent, certainly the Premier League, and you can just view that completely separately to the rest of football because... When the things you said there, football without fans you know that's that's the crucial thing you know that we've all had this football without fans is is nothing, but you've got the Premier League working quickly to get its season finished without the fans there, and it's yeah. not them not being in the ground is not a hindrance to the premier League it doesn't stop the Premier League from functioning because there's so much income from elsewhere, but the moment you drop below that, it's just not feasible for clubs to well, clubs to exist without, without the fans there. And I think, I don't know if this is what you're getting to, but maybe it's time that those fans were put more at the forefront of how those clubs work and run and, and think in the long term.
1: Yeah, and it's a shame that it's not something that that is applied across the board. But you're right. I'm sure I saw research recently where where it was it was you know probably the lion's share of Premier League teams could play without any fans in the stadium all year round and wouldn't 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 suffer for it. And I imagine the same uh, same true in the Bundesliga, certainly at the top. Um, but but yeah, absolutely. I mean, like under those sort of like top 11, 12 teams, you have got. A lot of clubs that hopefully um, uh, will will absolutely see um, uh, see see a tangible difference uh, right now. Obviously, they will, but but really, just 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 to sort of like start thinking about um, uh, about their supporter base in a bit of a different way. And and if yeah, like I say, if there's any any positive to come from it, that that would be one of them.
0: Yeah, definitely. There was there was an interest in. Idea put forward actually by I think the F the FSA Football Supporters Association that were were sort of championing um, ideas of, of what you know what needs to change on that on that basis. You know, it's it's it is a shame, and I think you said you touched on it. You said like of all the bad things happening, right. some of the good things that might come out of it. and It is to say that you know this there is a, whole, a, whole, a hell of a lot of bad things going on right now but it is an opportunity to rethink how how football is, is structured and viewed and that kind of thing. And the FA, FSA, sorry, we're working with, I think it was Damien Collins, the MP, his MP for Folkestone, I um, think. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Um, and they've made recommendations for changes going forwards and they've been backed by the FSA. Yeah with a particular focus on, on Leagues 1 and 2 and bringing better stability football in the long run, it, we proposed introducing a, a football finance authority which would distribute a central part of government aid to keep those clubs going, but it can only be spent on like, financial liabilities. So it can't be spent on bolstering the team or transfers yeah. or yeah. You know, the stadium or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. The idea is that those funds would be provided in exchange for like minority shareholdings and then there's shown yeah. passed on to supporters groups at a reduced rate to sort of edge towards that. Is it 50 plus 1% we really have in Germany for, for supporter ownership? Mm.
1: Yeah, it, it, and, and, and if I can just interject on one, one point, which is obviously one that I've been harking on about for years and years, which is this sort of notion that, that football as as a game is enough to sort of bring fans in and we don't have to sort of think about what we do on the outskirts of that. They'll literally turn up in the droves just to see see a, a, a game. Well, yeah, but actually, like I think that already change was happening um, uh, with with clubs thinking more about the wider experience um, that, that needs to be on, on offer, um, and 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 hopefully again that that, that gets ramped up doubly because we, we, we no longer need to be saying it's just literally a game and a turn up. They can actually, we, we can actually start thinking, well, actually, these fans are really important. We need them not just at the game, but we need them to sort of spend money in the bar. We, we could do with them turning up an hour early. We could do with them leaving an hour after. We could do with putting entertainment on. We could do with putting local breweries in. All that kind of stuff. The wider fan experience, I think that right now we're just realising that's what it's about. <laughs> That's the bit that we've. That's the bit that we missed. That's the bit that we were always involved in. Actually, you know, twenty-two men kicking a ball about a pitch. Yeah, sure, but like, God, like, come on, we're all there for, for a lot more other than that, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of the things and the, the suggestions you made there, and you, you have brought. We have touched on other, if not another podcast, certainly in the fanzine before. A lot of those suggestions involve working with local businesses local companies local things to bring yeah. that club into a bigger making the club more of a focal point within the community i think we're lucky with rovers and that we've we've got a club that is striving to be part of its community there's, there's probably i think we'll both agree there's, there's ways they can do more of that on the, along some of the suggestions you're suggesting there um but they are a club that are keen to do that and i, and I think it it becomes it comes back to you then when you when the clubs seen to be part of that community the community gets behind yeah. it, when it when it does well and feels connected to it.
1: I think there'll be a real calling for 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 businesses, football clubs included to take responsibility to be part of that interconnected interconnected local sort of like rebirth of the economy. And people getting involved, and stuff like that, and and yeah, so great. I mean, if if this you know, horrible tragedy can be a part of that, then then that, then that's 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 ultimately a good thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the, one of the things that is is coming out of the um the pandemic at the moment, particularly in 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 this country, is perhaps a greater sense of local communities. Yeah. Things like the we joked earlier with things about the like the clap for carers, people coming out, and they're actually. You know, amount of people have said, oh, I didn't even know anyone on the street until this. Yeah. I know half the street. Um, things like that, and it just—it's just where there is a chance for communities to work close together, having those focal points in the communities, like your football club, working closer with people. It's—it's it's, it's the, it's the only obvious way to go, isn't it? Really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And 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 yeah. I've. I've... I certainly think, like I say, I think that actually it comes down to a, a sort of almost a moral responsibility for clubs that have that sort of uh, influence on on, on on certain days, but in, in the wider community, to really be to be championing that and, and to be bastions of it. Um, mm. Because I do think that we'll come out of this with, with, with different mentalities and different um, uh, visions of, of, of how society should, uh, like should operate. And um, it's, it, you know immediately it'll present a really good opportunity for you to sort of like uh, champion that but if you don't get on it like like soon then you become you know the bad boy of uh of, of a recovery quite easily as well because you know i don't think that people have the patience for it just as much as they did before
0: yeah completely yeah um you don't want to be just another just another brand chiming out the same twee messages about oh we're all together it's not it's the new normal in, in these difficult times. Man, I really wish I'd um, trademarked the phrase the new normal before the before all this. <laughs> yeah. I think raking it. Oh in. absolutely. <laughs> um on on the on the sort of the uh the moral point, I suppose you were making that. It was interesting to see Rovers players taking that stance, the senior players, um I think Going off and leaving the cockpit, just led by Ben Whiteman, actually. Um, senior players and staff are going to take pay deferrals and, and pay cuts in order to keep the club viable during during things as they are at the moment. Uh, which is really, really encouraging to see. You know, a sense of <laughs> it sounds bad that the, the least we can praise footballers for is a sense of humility, but it's, it's, it's still really nice to see, and it's good to see that we've got a group of players that are thankfully self-aware enough to do that.
1: Yeah. And I don't, I mean, obviously we're not the only club to be doing it, but, but it is a very, it does feel very Doncaster Rovers thing to do, you know, like I think that, um, it, yeah. And, and, I, and, and, and again, it's the right thing to do. Um, it's, it's, I think that we're, you know, it's just one of these great levelers, isn't it? We're all, we are all in this together, you know, um, it's, it's it's incredible how 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 much that sort of uh, that message has come across, and I think that it's it's, it's really good for players um, to sort of, like Ben Wyman, uh, to sort of proactively yeah. drive that home because actually I think that probably. There, there might be a realization that sooner or later, like every club's going to have to be considering, um, like quite, you know, obviously depending on how we, we this this August and the sort of the uh, oh, you yeah, know, exterior spot that's that's there, but um, but the the fact that we're doing it proactively is is really encouraging, yeah,
0: yeah, and it's, it's it sends a good message to supporters, you know, that, that you know we like you said before, we're in this together, we're we're like you, we're 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 aware of what. You know what you're having to deal with at the moment, we are too. We want this club to be here for you. Here's what we're doing to help help that happen yeah um, and also the it's worth noting that the directors have also put in additional funding, so we I mean we are looking that a lot of clubs right now will be worried about their future because of the lack of income and everything like that. and i I haven't had that worry with rovers, obviously there's going to be scale backs there's going to be things like that but I think because of the way the club's been run and because of the generosity of the directors we have and their general approach to how they've directed without you know throwing money at things unnecessarily I feel pretty confident that that Roves will handle this well and will come out the other side in a in a relatively relatively considering the situation globally and nationally in a relatively strong position.
1: Yeah, and it's impossible to say, but but you 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 definitely get that that feel from it. Um, I thought Baldwin's um uh open letter that he sent out the other day, I'm not sure if you saw, was again just a nice it, it's probably just a nice touch actually more than anything else. It's um above being proactive about the situation, above doing the right thing, because there really will be winners and losers out of this mm. um from, from a from a from a, a commercial business sort of point point of view, you know. I think that moreover it's, uh, being seen to do the right thing uh, and, and being, uh, being seen to be transparent about it um, is, is sort of like a couple of action points that sort of a few other big businesses might do well to sort of take on board. Because it's not hard, but but, but it's, um, it, it seems to be one that, that big firms are increasingly sort of like them to do. It's just it's the easy stuff usually that, that, that gets you through these.
0: Yeah, I think what it's, it's, it, there is difficulty because the one thing that people want most is information. And the one thing it's probably hardest to give clearly right now <laughs> is information as to, because there's so many different, you know, permutations, parameters as to what can happen, both in terms on a, on a footballing front, but also on a, um, you know, financial front, national front, you know, will there be a second spike of this and all, all that kind of thing? There's, there's, you know, there's so many what-if factors. It's very hard. But like you said, at least there, Rovers have been as proactive as possible. i say Gavin Baldwin has sort of led those, led that communication to fans where, wherever he can, and, and reiterate yeah. the fact that the fans are in the forefront of what Rovers are considering doing, which I think is key as well. You know, absolutely, yeah. There are, you know, there has been a lot of fans who said, "Oh, I don't want a refund for the rest of my season ticket, etc." Which is, which is very nice. But you have to be honest: a lot of people are going to be very short money right now individually, and you know, the 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 return for whatever's well, left on a season ticket, three games, could make a crucial difference for people. So you can't you can't put pressure on fans that one of those things is the right thing to do, because everyone has different circumstances, yeah, it is. yeah. It's
1: encouraging yeah. To do that. no indeed yeah and 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 bottom line is let's not sweep the issue under the carpet, like like you know like let's just let's just be open about being open about it, you know yeah. and, and and a lot of the time, yeah, that absolutely is, we don't know because because we don't know, there's yeah. a vote going in is it uh, today are we voting on on on
0: yeah, so we we we're recording this on on the last Thursday of the month and it is today that the, the League One clubs will be voting again on what will happen with the outcomes isn't but the the outcome isn't the outcome of their vote, sorry, isn't expected to be announced for another week or so. Um I don't know why that takes so long. I don't understand it's very slow counters the EFL. Um which brings us I suppose nicely onto, onto the next point is you know what what do you think should should happen with the current season and what, what do you think will happen? Now, before we uh, recorded this, I just took a quick poll on the Fanzine Twitter account, just with two very big, because there's so many different permutations of what you can and can't do to, to determine it, just with sort of two outcomes, which was, you know, assuming that any football that does happen in the coming months will be behind closed doors, I think that's a safe assumption. What should happen with the, the current League One season? And I, I gave people the option of just end it now or play it to a finish, and seventy seventy six point seven percent in favour of just ending it now. Right, That's ninety odd votes as well, so it's a decent a decent sample size.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that first, obviously, on a note just outside uh, Rovers, it's, it. I just think it's it's remarkable how many. Um, uh, people are sort of like been on this. It's it's just so blatantly obvious that they're doing it in their own interest. You know, obviously yeah. Karen Brady yeah. kicked it off when she said null and void it. But the one that did implicate Rovers a little bit was when the Peterboroughs Peter chairman also touted an idea for sort of this extended playoff, where with his club sort of like perilously in, in in sixth position. So it, it, his idea about extending the playoffs would obviously include rovers in it um i I think it's a complete long shot i think you've got to i think that there's so many glorious wonderful ideas there's not a single one where you say oh oh yeah that's it why didn't i think of it you know all of them have got sort of like negative none of them are good none of them are perfect you know i I think that really what we've got to do is drive at this with, with with as much realism as, as, as we possibly can we, and, and, and I think that first of all yeah you're absolutely right the likelihood of any of this being played in front of supporters is probably zero right mm-hmm. so let's yeah. take that out of so if you do want a concluded season when players play for it then it's going to be behind closed doors um if you want you know if you want it to end up tomorrow obviously there's, there's things that we've got to consider there in terms of um, games played and things like that but but for me you know not trying to say that this is a good solution, not trying to say it's the one that I particularly want, but just given what I think that, you know, of where we are, I think that the only fair way of, of doing it is, is with some sort of weighting on the points in terms of how many home and away games you've got and um, and, and sort of, your, you know, your performance. So if we can get to an agreed weighting behind the points and, and finish the season now um and make sure everyone ends up on the same games and things like that that's probably realistically the only way out of it and then hopefully come august September we've got a better idea about how we might start the next season
0: yeah i think i'm i'm in the same thing i think there's i think there's just little to no point trying to play more football this season because of the constraints you mentioned like we say is it's, it's It's pretty one of the few things you can say with certainty is if the games are played this season, whatever, whether that's this month, next month, well, not this month because they'll have to start tomorrow, but whether it's June, July, whatever, they're going to be behind closed doors. And the reality is, few clubs at this level, you know, playing a match behind closed doors costs you more money than not playing a match in that period, if that makes sense. Because ticket income is much more vital for clubs at this level. So, I just don't, and, and you know, to introduce, so on top of that, introduce all the checks and things like that you'd need to do yeah. to, be able to start the training and everything. I think it's just not feasible. As you say, it's interesting the clubs that have sort of indicators that they aren't for voiding the season all pretty much have something to play for, which I suppose isn't, isn't it's It's, it's both not surprising, but also a bit sad, really. <laughs> you know the in there's so for a for a vote to be passed it needs to be fifty one percent so that they with their twenty three teams in league one now it needs to be twelve teams basically need to agree whether to keep playing or not i mean we know that as you sort of into that there's six six clubs have already issued a joint statement saying they' have no desire for voiding the season and the points per game and that's the Teams in third to seventh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oxford, Portsmouth, Fleetwood, Peterborough, and Sunderland, and then Ipswich as well in tenth. You, I would imagine, have just probably gambled a lot on going straight back up. Um, you know, I would say that, um, I don't know, yeah, Rochdale Wimbledon have said that they would vote for the season to end now, and they're just above the relegation place, so you could say that's unsurprising as well, but they've said they do. They said they would for financial implications, and whether that's their own financial implications of relegation or the financial implications of trying to play football, I think it's a fair call either way, to be honest. But is it's that narrow mindedness that that concerns me really? I think you mentioned the Peterborough chairman, Adam McAnthony. I think there was a quote from him that he suggested that clubs who didn't wish to fulfil their fixtures will will get, and I quote, their asses sued. Now I didn't I didn't know Darren McAnthony it was auditioning for the LA Law remake <laughs> but, but apparently he is but I you know he's really got any any chairman or anything threatening to sue over where this leaves them is they need to have they need to look at the bigger picture I mean a football chairman aren't exactly known for looking at the bigger picture are they but yeah well it's
1: listen like, like let's have it right it's, this is high stakes my heart goes out to a lot of clubs. My heart goes out to to Liverpool a little bit. Um, my heart massively just goes out to Coventry City. I think that it's it's that's remarkable where they where, where they are right now. And 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 obviously it's 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 a tragedy that we're not going to end the season the way it should do. Um, and obviously there's a load of teams that are all sort of on the prefaces where where they could go up, they could go down, they could be involved, they they might not. But you know unfortunately, we are we are sort of standing at a moment where we, we really can't have, let emotions be involved in this too much and just think completely logically and completely practically. Um, and there's no two ways around it, I'm afraid.
0: Yeah, I think there's the argument that, that a lot of clubs put out is that, you know, being denied promotion or being denied a playoff place yeah. or a junior promotion or whatever is, is going to cost them money. But the reality is it's... There shouldn't be any club that's budgeted to be in a higher division next year. No club should be that certain. So it's not—it's not costing you money. It's you're missing out on receiving additional money, and there's a crucial difference there. You know, not going up as really—it hasn't—it hasn't cost you what you have. It's denied you a chance to bring in more. And I think yeah. that's a crucial definition, which is sort of favorably skewed to those teams that feel like they're going to miss out from. From not being given the chance to, to go up or go higher or whatever. I think Peter is the interesting one because they are in a playoff position at the moment, but any weighting of points per game would see them come out of a playoff mission, position, sorry, at the expense of Wickham, I think, because Wickham have got a few games in hand. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, like below, you know, National, well, even League Two, but National League and below made this call to just stop the season months ago, you know, and there's teams. Down there, that you know, what about Paul Barrow? If there's no promotion back to the league, who've been trying to get back in for decades, um, and we're leading the way in the in the national league, and there's teams in like lower divisions than that that have won almost all their matches and won't go up. You know, the only difference there, it's not a, it's not a sporting integrity thing of finishing the games. It's it's purely the finance thing, isn't it? It's the clubs looking at the finance because you know the whole. The entire Welsh pyramid has been settled on points per game, like the entire yeah. of it, and there's been very little. The only complaints on it really have come from the New Saints TNS, and that's purely because they haven't won the league this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I've I've had countless amount number of, of, of Leeds United fans said that oh, to, if the season's null and void, it'd be the most least thing that that's ever happened to us. And I say no, that's absolutely bollocks because the most least thing that could ever happen is that the season gets played and you drop out of the playoff position <laughs> on your own <laughs> you, you lose the next five games right um, and and you know, and that's that's the same for for for, for so many clubs that, that 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 feel like like entitled to or, or may have even yeah. budgeted or have always have have come so close and been there for so many years. I get that we're sitting here as probably one of the most comfortably middle placed, middle league placed teams yeah. <laughs> in, the, in all the divisions. So so really, we haven't got a dog in this fight. But at the uh, same time. It's it's a it's a there's
0: a there's a much bigger sort of there's a lot more
1: going on than that, yeah. Yeah. I think
0: it can't be a No. There's 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 Rome, there are Rose fans who are like, Oh, we could've made the playoffs, we were in there, we we're in and amongst them and Yeah, we we could have done. But on previous seasons, take the way the way we uh <laughs> I can't remember the last time we emphatically improved at the end of a season, rather than emphatically yeah. tailed off. I'm, of I'm still
1: recovering from the playoffs last season, so I don't know if I've got it in me. I've got, I haven't got the energy.
0: <laughs> I know, because it was the obviously a year anniversary from Charlton the other day. I was just like the phone oh, yeah. came up on things. I was just, I was just emotionally winded from looking back. at the <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't do it again.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see the way clubs vote. I think. I think now more time has elapsed. I think just voting to bring things to an end is—it has to be the only logical thing. Because how far can you string this on? Particularly when other divisions around you have ceased, and the whole idea of a football pyramid then becomes redundant. If you're, yeah, you're still playing last season into everyone else's next season. You know, there's been people like, oh, we'll just start it in November, but you know that has big ramifications for things like the FA Cup, which would normally start in August.
1: Yeah, and and I'm sort of I do get the argument, and I do get that there's a World Cup and all that kind of, stuff, but I still it's got to reset at some point. Um, it's it's there's, there's a and there's a lot there's a lot that doesn't work with that solution as well. There's not really like all this. There's not there's not been one where it's like a light bulb moment. It's like of course why did we think of that? Of course that's how you end it. After we don't know when we can start, when we don't know when we can do this and that. You know, it's just you know it, it's. it's I, th- I think let's just let's, let's be utterly practical about how we do
0: this I think maybe the the, the downside for the league is that we're the, the clubs are being allowed too much of a say I mean I know it sounds weird to sort of you know it's a very very not on brand for fanzine to not talk about democratic <laughs> <laughs> solutions <laughs> but isn't it about time authorities were more off the toe um, Maybe that's it. Maybe you know that's was looking at these other the the lower, particularly the lower leagues, where the governing bodies and I, I mentioned Wales again, where the FA of Wales just very clearly from the start went, okay, no more football at any levels being played from this point, and you know two months later went, okay, that's it, no more football being played this season, job's done. You know, there's less of a chance for appeal. Less, of it. it's everyone's in that situation. It's been. Put across by the governing body, so maybe it's the case that we're giving because clubs are only ever going to call it in their own interest, aren't they? I
1: think I think it'd be nigh on impossible for uh, Peterborough, uh, uh, Oxford, uh, uh, Sunderland, or uh, Wickham to 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 vote with complete, you know, sort of this is in the best interest of the of, of League One, you know. It just doesn't happen, and um, you're absolutely right. Um, and it's and it's it is an absolutely off-brand for a thing for us to be saying. But you've you you really do have to just just think with like a, just to repeat with, with practicality and sort of take a step back. You can't go in there knowing you know how 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 you might be impacted with with an emotive response. You've got to take a step back and mm-hmm. just think about like really logically. What's going to happen here?
0: Yeah, exactly. So logic and football is the future.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) As long as we have logical football ownership, everything's fine. (laughs) We're fine. What could possibly go wrong right now? I didn't
1: think we'd solve it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Should we bow out there while we've got everything solved?
1: Yeah, there's me thinking we'll come in and toss a few ideas about, but we have literally solved football.
0: I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give the uh, fellow a ring. <laughs> you I'll be glad to hear from you. I'll stick my mask on and I'll cycle across London. <laughs> uh, you're near. Uh, you go. I'm not going all the way across to West London. Um, yeah, so there you are. That's that's football and the coronavirus and not only how we view things, but how we've solved everything too. <laughs> As ever, we're interested to hear your thoughts uh, on this you know, divisive topic. We, we know uh, probably... Sarah doesn't need to get in touch, but if anyone else listening does, then the best way to reach us is via Twitter at Viva Rovers. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, do please review the podcast on the app or site via which you're listening to us. Just just click a, a sizable number of stars. Uh, so be, it helps. And, uh, and don't forget to subscribe to yeah, Doing So Means. You get each episode downloaded direct to your preferred podcast provider at the moment they're released. So you don't have to uh, tweet us asking when they're coming, like someone did today um thanks then to to jack for joining me pleasure as always cheers jack um thank you to you all for listening i was going to say at home or wherever you may be again but you should be at home always be at home unless you're testing your eyesight those are the rules (laughs) uh so that's it and until next month uh, we'll see you There we go. I actually recorded us there so that's a that's a help <laughs> <laughs> <I can't> help <laughs> I forgot that completely. Yeah.